You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. When Mars attacks, Earth will need a hero who is smart, capable, strong, and willing to have the stuffing beat out of him every week until they are defeated. That hero is Captain Scarlet, and his adventures premiered on British television today in 1967. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 29th. To science fiction fans, the names Jerry and Sylvia Anderson are probably familiar. As a producing team, they created some truly iconic shows for kids and adults alike. Today, we'll talk about one that fell somewhere in between. The Andersons had been perfecting their use of big-budget storytelling with puppets for years. The most famous of these super marionation shows was Thunderbirds, which was not commissioned for TV beyond its 1966 season. When the time came to try something new to see if international broadcasters would bite again, the Andersons created a newer, sleeker, but way darker story with Captain Scarlet. Set in the year 2068, Earth's defensive force called Spectrum is staffed by personnel with color code names, all overseen by Colonel White. An expedition to Mars goes horribly wrong when Captain Black and his crew open fire on a Martian city, the home of the Mysterons. What is destroyed is soon revitalized by the Mysterons and their advanced technology that allows them to regenerate practically anything, including people. But they are still really peeved about being fired upon and vow revenge on Earth. Captain Black and his crew are transformed with mind control by the Mysterons, and later on Earth so is the titular character Captain Scarlet himself. The Mysteron plan hits a hiccup, though. Their regeneration powers work perfectly on him, but not the mind control after a fight and rescue gone wrong. That means when Scarlet falls to his death and wakes up again, he possesses his heroic sensibilities with the added benefit of being invulnerable. Anyone who watched Thunderbirds would immediately notice a visual difference with Captain Scarlet. The puppets don't have the same cartoonish look as their predecessors. In fact, the technology of supermarionation had progressed to the point that the tiny motors that activated the lips and eyes were small enough that the two-foot-tall puppets were all proportioned correctly. They were almost too good. The characters were based sometimes on real-life counterparts like Sean Connery or Ursula Andress. Captain Scarlet's voice was even done by a Cary Grant sound-alike actor, Francis Matthews. That means for some people that the puppets occupied a strange kind of uncanny valley, where they looked human enough, but strangely, well, wooden. Some viewers and critics just couldn't get past that hurdle. But for the viewers who did stick with it, there was a lot Captain Scarlet had to offer. The set pieces were slick, detailed, and often mechanically complex. Derek Meddings, who went on to do special effects for the James Bond films, created elaborate miniature sets where buttons and lights and motorized pieces worked seamlessly in a super-mod, super-groovy world of mid-21st century Earth. Ever the design aficionado herself, Sylvia Anderson based the costume designs on work by the likes of Pierre Cardin. If Captain Scarlet's world was fully fleshed out for the puppet actors, it also made a pretty convincing real-life aesthetic for viewers who were interested in space-age design, from the office chairs to the designer's sunglasses. What really set Captain Scarlet apart was the tone. With a new look for the puppets and a desire to make a clean break from Thunderbirds, the Andersons went all in. Remember, the central premise here is that the Mysterons are in a constant state of terrorizing Earth by a sleeper agents. The single best defense Earth has is in Captain Scarlet, but his chief power is regenerating after he's already been shot, fallen, fried, or suffered any other fatal injury. It's a kid's show, 
but one in which there's a heavy amount of violence and a hero who runs a very high likelihood of being killed each week, only to return for the next adventure. True to fashion, the Captain Scarlet franchise has returned to life too. While the original series lasted 32 episodes, it launched an industry of toys and spin-off material, home video releases, games, live-action plans, and even a short CG revival in 2005. Like Captain Scarlet himself, the series seems on the verge of returning to life again. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 29th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.